Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coming up on the Holder Mess podcast, we take a deep dive into my helicoptering and smothering form of parenting. We also have a mantra for Kim now to help get through it. Thanks to our special guest, Amy McCready. We talk about helicopter dads and we play more music. Let's do it. It's a Holder Mess podcast. I'm trying to sound like Eddie Vedder. By barely opening my mouth, yeah, I'm not opening my mouth. That's the trick. We're going to talk about our family problems. We're going to talk about being married. And if I barely open my mouth, I sound just like Pearl Jam. That's the It's a whole mess podcast. We're coming to you from my neighbor's basement. Our neighbor's basement. And today we have a special guest, Amy McCready. Amy McCready. I mean, that's a good name for grunge, isn't it? I I mean, I thought, was was this a reference to Mike McCready, the guitarist of Pearl Jam? No, it's the actual, it's the person we have on the show today. I love it. (laughs) I actually, I really dig that. Wait a minute. It is not as uplifting as I would like it to be. It's a little dark. Let's let's back up. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I've had to try a different open every week because I can't quite get the perfect one for Kim, and she always has notes. Well, so here are my notes. It's a little <laughs> dark, but personally, I like it just because I, I love, you know, some closed mouth singing. Um, <laughs> that almost got weird. So, <laughs> but I, I, good effort, honey. Good effort. I mean, I go back to the drawing. I honestly, could we try like a little more like Broadway? I did Broadway last week. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed that. You want, but you want something a little more jolly. Jolly. More jolly? All right. So okay. I'm 0 for 8, 0 for 9 now. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, let yeah. us know in the comments which ones you like. We'll have to go back through all of them at some point. That one I don't think we can repeat because we can't have our guest in every week. Although we could because she's pretty amazing. Yeah. And her name sounds really good in a grunge song. Amy McCready. Hey, Mama McCready. Yeah. Like it's, it works. Okay, oh, and so if she's ever back, then we know when she's on the show because we plop just, that one back in. We can I just know. pop it back in. It. So we should actually introduce Amy. Why? Sitting here no, let's just keep talking. So patiently. Okay. Amy McCready is amazing. Um, she, I met her when Lola was about three years old and I had some sort of preschool issue with Lola and in one conversation with Amy, she fixed it. I don't even know if she remembers that, but Amy is the founder of positive parenting solutions.com and the author of some amazing books, including the me, me, me epidemic. She's a frequent guest on the today show as a parenting expert 
Um, there's free training on positiveparentingsolutions.com that I've used. And it's very helpful. So welcome to the podcast, Amy. Well, thank you so much. I have to say, like, this is the best day ever for me. I've never had a song like, written just for me. So <laughs> it can't back. get any better than this. Okay, let's stop it right now. Hit stop. It's going to go downhill from here. And thanks for watching, everyone. Yes. <laughs> it's a wrap. And yeah. that's a wrap. Okay, today we are talking helicopter parenting, Okay. Um, I was busted recently because I may or may not be a helicopter parent. I don't think there's a, a not in this conversation. I just, I you am. are absolutely, and we're going to go through this. I have multiple examples. First of all, I love you. I love you too. And I love that you are a helicopter parent because do you? I, yes, I do because I am not. Mm-hmm. I think this morning was a good example of just doing the absolute opposite of what you did on the way to school. I said, we're not packing lunch. We're getting Panera bread. And you guys are going to basically walk yourself to school. Oh, did they? You well, let them walk themselves? Well, from Panera. Oh, my gosh. It's crossing a street. <laughs> There's honey. a crossing guard. There's a guy sitting there whose job it is to make sure kids are safe. I know, but... Uh, it's not a four-lane highway or anything. No, it's, it's a tiny a street. little street and nobody drives on it because it's, it's a drop-off day. Uh, okay. And you know what I did? I empowered them. Okay. Or killed them. I don't know. We'll have to check and see if they made it to school. I feel so. like they would have let us know at this point. Um, so the, the, this this came up because Lola wanted to take a bike ride. She's 11, our daughter. She doesn't have a cell phone. And she's also, I feel like, a little... She doesn't pay a lot of attention to, say, like, cars. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. So I packed her. I put her in a helmet and elbow pads and knee pads, and I still couldn't let her. And we have so many blind corners, and we don't have a lot of sidewalks. And I was very, very nervous. Amy, and- Amy, she got in her car. Stop. And she followed her. <laughs> no. And but, occasionally. From a safe sh- distance. But occasionally was shouting things like signal left-hand turn while she was trying to ride her bike. 500 yards to a park that's in our neighborhood in a in a tiny spot. And so she called herself out on this. Kim did. She said, what just happened there? Yeah. And so it's time for Amy to tell us. <laughs> it, and, but I'm not alone, right? I mean, helicoptering is like a thing. It is totally a thing. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, maybe we should just change the name to... Uh, Engaged parent, right? Engaged yes. parent. Doesn't that sound so much more positive? It does. So I don't think it has to be a bad thing, but we want her to have like a sense of capability and, and to feel confident that she can do these things on her own. So the more that we sort of helicopter engage, it's just, it's not going to be in her best interest. So okay. I think we can, I, I really feel like we can turn this around. Okay. So I think my issue was I, I was a news reporter and I covered the terrible things yeah. that happen to 11-year-old girls when they go off riding their bikes by themselves. So my instinct is to keep her out of the news. So that's, And that's a good instinct. It, it's, a fear, <laughs> it's a fear-based thing yes. mostly. Now, when you say the news, just backing up here, you're getting information from community watch pages. You're on about 16 of them. Yes, uh, you're getting your information from just social media stories from Portugal. <laughs> you're getting it from the National Enquirer. It like any happen. story that you hear yeah. uh, is the news to her. When it comes to this, not when it comes to others, like she's very yeah. attuned to fake news. But when it comes to children, she will take anything at face value and it will terrify her. Yeah, it will. <laughs> so, so you are really well informed, which I is am. a good thing. See? She but, puts positive spins yeah. on everything. I love this. Positive yeah. parenting it may just be, Exactly. <laughs> but it may just be a little debilitating for poor Lola trying to ride her bike across the street. Yes. So what do I do? What do we do? Okay. So um, kind of have you gone through the process? Have you done the training? Does she know how to do what she's supposed to do? Yes. Look I, both ways. All of those kinds of things. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so have you kind of gone through the process of you do the training and then you do it with her? Okay, okay. maybe I haven't done it with her. Yeah, and so if you follow that process of doing the thing with her, kind of side by side, and then you do it observing her, so you stand across the street and you let her do it on her own, and then eventually, and you could even do that a couple of times, and then you get to the point where you're comfortable that she can do it on her own. So it's almost sort of like weaning yourself Okay. She was capable probably from the start, but it's just going through that process of doing it with her and then observing her and then letting her do it on her own. 
It's, so it's it's me. I just need yes. to wean off. And yes. I know the comments that are going to come in is that I'm a, not a helicopter mother. I'm a smothering mother. I know she needs to do this on her own. Yeah. I do. But then the, the fear of the freak news makes me yeah. – it, it, it keeps me from letting her leave the house. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Now, the other thing, too, is like for – this is one example, riding right. the bike. But there's probably lots of other examples yeah. where we kind of need to let go. And so if you go through the, the, the training process and then you talk about the what ifs. So not to scare her, mm-hmm. but, you know, what what would you do in this situation or what would you do in that situation? So you have she's kind of prepared and thought through the possible scenarios and there's a plan for it. That's a good idea because I just assume because we had like a stranger danger talk one time and then I said to my son, because again, on the community watch page, they're like, "There's some weird guy in a van." So I said to these. By the way, don't these community watch pages aren't they just a way to sell security systems? Some of the time, Probably. they're not even that real. Is the truth. I'm serious. But by that's the way, what's going it, on. it works because we have security cameras. We have everywhere. 17 cameras at our house now. So anyway, um, so I said to my son, who's eight, I said, "So if a man comes and there's a van, and he has a van, and he says inside his van it's full of puppies, what do you do?" He goes. I go look at the puppies. I'm like, no. no. I love puppies. I love puppies. He's like, puppies are my favorite animal. I'm like, I know, but so, you know he's lying. But it sounds like, to me, I'm going to put on my Amy hat here, <laughs> that you, you are doing the training. You're engaging positively yes. with your children. And so they are now informed. You're empowering them. Okay. And now we just need to give you, I think, Amy, some yes. sort of mantra, something to say in her head that will calm her nerves when it comes time to be empowering. I'm just going to say empowering over and over again. Exactly. Empowering their positive independence to empower. Absolutely. Because (laughs) think about it. She's feeding off your anxiety. Don't you think, Penn? Totally. Our dog does that. So I can't see why our child wouldn't do that. And every time you you say, no, are you sure you look both ways? Are you sure you have your helmet on properly? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? You know, the more of that that you do, it reinforces in her mind that, oh, maybe I am not totally capable. Right. No, I, I, I know. I know. So okay. I know so what's that. the What is the mantra? What would make, like, I've done the training. Mm-hmm. She is capable. Uh-huh. Stay and in the I'm going to let her go. <laughs> Continue to hover. Hover is safety. I've done the training. I've done the training. Mm-hmm. She is capable. Oh, that's good. And I'm going to let her fly. I'm going. You know, ooh, I'm going to let. I don't know what the word. What, ooh, no, no, no. I like that. So let's let's right. make a metaphor. So yes. we've we done. Have, you could even do a song. I've, I know. Yes, I've I've done the flight training. She's on the runway. She's fully fueled. I'm going <laughs> to let her fly. Yeah. I'm gonna let her fly. But what happens? That's if one of terrible. The, the windows I'm sorry. crashes in. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I, know, okay. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So, so th- yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. So this is one example of the bike. But mm. are there other areas where we that we could empower her? Because helicoptering is more than just right. You know, not letting her cross the street. It can be, you know, making her lunches when she's totally capable. Or you know, there's mm. lots of other examples of hover- hovering. There are where you're not letting her be as independent as she could be right, let me robbing you, her of that yeah yes. and i'd like to give some examples where i'm part of this as well because mm-hmm. even though i am probably closer to being a free-range parent there are some things that i think i am yeah. guilty of particularly now that she's in her first year where she's being graded at school mm. so both of us are looking and we can look at her grades whenever we want to mm-hmm. looking at her grades online and when she begins to slip getting not only getting on her but telling her, like, you've got to do this. You've got to go here. I will take you here for extra credit. I will, yeah. I will do my part to make sure you get the good grade. And there's this voice in the back of my head that's, that's saying, let her fail. Let yeah. her fail. So there, there's a little bit of helicopter educating going on. And that's a, that's a tougher line to yes. toe because you do want to help your kids with schoolwork. Right. And it's difficult because obviously, especially at her age, I mean, you want to develop really good habits. Right. You want her to love learning, most importantly. Right. Um, and that's tough because the more pressure you put on her, it can rob her of the joy of learning. Mm-hmm. But you also, um, you, we also want to know if there's a skill deficit there. You know, right. maybe there's a reading comprehension issue or there can be any number of things that make kids sort of, you know, start to slip in school. So I don't think there is anything wrong with sort of digging into that. It's just how we do it. 
Right, and identifying if there's something where we're becoming a crutch. Yeah. I should yeah. be a child psychiatrist. I'm totally using some should. really good words. Crutch. <laughs> we should start saying enabling. Yeah. I'm, I'm using really good words. I'm sure a child psychologist would totally. Isn't that all it takes? Like, yeah, just, sure. just the right words. Buzzwords. Exactly. Just Buzzwords. Exactly. Synergy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I do think at the beginning of the year we did that. I am more, because last night she came to us because she has a science test, science test today. Which we don't understand, by the way. Yeah. What the heck is the nitrogen cycle and how does that benefit the carbon cycle i don't know i seriously i had to text my friend who's a scientist i'm like i don't know and then at certain point i'm like you know what you've had how long to worry about this this is now not my problem i was very proud of myself last night good for you yeah and that is important because it it can't be your problem the minute it becomes your problem then you know, we get into all sorts of power struggles and everything else. And so one of the things that you can do is set what I call like um, office hour policies or, you know, like I'll help you with your science test or whatever it is, as long as you've done the work ahead of time, you can explain to me what you're having trouble with. Okay. And back to the office hours thing, I will help you between 6 and 8 p.m. Okay. Okay. So that sort of requires that they've done the work ahead of time. They've done the planning. And then you'll be happy to help during those hours. But we're not going to be doing this fire drill at 9 o'clock at night when the test is the next day. And I like your idea of having a specific question because that's where I would ask her. I'm like, well, tell me, what is the nitrogen cycle? And she's like, well... Uh, you know, and she didn't, and yeah. she didn't, she didn't know what she didn't know. And, but having a specific question, I think would help in that. Yeah. You also just, the way that you crafted that sentence and we know you, Amy, and we've learned some of the things that you have taught parents, not only through the book, but also just working with you in the past, you structure sentences very specifically. You did not say, if you do this, I'll do this. You have a certain way. And I remember it was something it wasn't if then, it was no, it's when, when then, when when then. then yes. not if. Yes. And I heard you. Can you explain that a little bit to parents? Because that is useful in communicating to your child. Yes. So the reason we want to avoid if then, well, if you do this, then I'll do that, is that it feels a little bit bribish, number one. It feels a little bit manipulative. And it implies that the child has kind of a choice in things. So when we use when then, and this is a tool that you can use for so many different situations. So in this example, when you've gone through through everything on your math worksheet that you can finish and you've done that, and you've worked on the things that you are struggling with and you can explain to me kind of how you went through that thought process, then I'll be happy to help you. And so it sort of structures it in a way that gives the child personal responsibility, and then you'll be happy to help out. You can use when then in all sorts of situations, like um, family jobs. When you've completed your family jobs, then you can go out and play. When you finished your homework, then you can have your technology time. So when then is just a super effective tool in so many situations. And, and better than get back in here and do the dishes, yeah. you lazy <laughs> bum, which Stop is general. No, that's me. That's no, me talking. No, you don't call them lazy. But but there are jobs even for Max has he has girls that are younger but little kids little guys can be doing family jobs too absolutely Max how old are your kids uh, five and eight okay. and actually they just had their yearly checkup and our doctor bless her heart. <laughs> told we're them, from the south by the way sorry go ahead <laughs> told no we're from middle America <laughs> told them that now they are at the age where they have to have responsibilities at the house Ooh. and do they have any responsibilities at well the it was amazing because it didn't come from us it came from an authority <laughs> figure that has much more power than we do and the first thing I said when we got home last night was Charlotte will you put my shoes and your shoes everybody's shoes away she not only did it she went into the closet and organized all of the shoes. I oh, love it. <sighs> She's my favorite right now. <laughs> so, so, yeah. You okay, so to that point, that is so important. And I always say toddlers to teens, I mean, toddlers to adults, everybody in the family contributes because we're a family and everybody has to help out and, and, and make this family function, make the team run. And so I brought you this list of jobs for kids like toddlers to teens and so but you can use that when then format so when your family jobs are done then you can again go out and play do your 
technology, whatever it is, but it's part of unhelicoptering. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, right. Because what you want is when your people leave the house after high school, whether they're going to college, the military, their first job, whatever, they need to be proficient in basically everything that enables a house to run. So changing air filters, changing light bulbs, you know. What? Fixing the car, oh doing gosh. a checkbook. Like, think of all the things that you do as an adult to run the household. And we have to train our kids to be capable in those things. So that's sort of part of the heli- unhelicoptering, if we're, yeah. now we've coined a new term, that the more that we can help our kids be capable in all of those important areas, that's the less that we have to be fussing on them. Yeah. Because they're growing in their skills. And we recognize that. So we feel more confident. The more they demonstrate capability, then we're more willing to sort of, okay, step back. They've got this. Yeah. yeah. And I think here's here's my problem because I also am a little bit of a neat freak. And mm-hmm. so when they, they unload the dishwasher in the morning, but they always do it wrong. <laughs> And they put stuff, but I keep, I I let them keep doing it, but then I clearly go back and rearrange things, and that's probably not good. If you don't mind me just being an example as to why that's not a good idea, my mother did that to me. Oh, geez. How did I turn out? Not well, not in that department. (laughs) Just look right at me. No, I know, I know, I know. Because every time I I did a horrible job, because every time someone came behind and cleaned up after me. I know. But that's a good point because. You want to foster them to do work, but then how do you encourage them to do the work correctly? Well, yes. So and, and putting away their without laundry. Without them being upset that you're... I thought that would be a good one, but then I go into their drawers and it's all kind of mashed in there. And then yeah. that dri- that doesn't bother them. It drives me crazy. So it, should I let that part go? And you're just teeing them- up Amy real yeah. nice here. Yeah. Well, you, you can see yeah. I'm like, I just can't wait to She's step in to and roll. say something. Jump, yeah. Yeah. Jump in. No, I'm Jump teasing. in. I'm teasing. But this is the hardest thing for parents to deal with. And you probably are like me. You have a little bit of a controlling aspect of your personality, right? Nah, like we want things done yes. a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where you have to decide what's most important. Are the neatly arranged drawers mm. more important than this child's independence and sense of, wow, like I did this, I contributed, I made a difference. The dishwasher. Is it more important that it be done right or that they actually do the thing, the job? And this is hard. I know it. So maybe a good compromise is you let them put their clothes away in the drawers and they look a mess. But then once a month, we have drawer reorganization day where everybody goes and we, you know, re- configure the stacks and all of that good stuff yeah so we're we're straightening things out every so often but at least they're still doing the thing but to Penn's point when we go back and we redo what they've done it's so discouraging for kids and kids are like why bother I'm not why bother I know and I I, and and when you put it like that it seems so simple but in the moment I'm like they can't even close their drawers and for for some reason that bothers me it bothers nobody else in the house and but it's something that just yeah, bothers me. Yeah, she lives it, with three slobs. Well, and if it makes you feel any better, like you know, you know how long I've been doing this job, yeah. right? And my kids' rooms are still a disaster zone. Okay. They really like okay. they don't they don't clean up their rooms, and and not just shut the door. Okay, and so it's sort of deciding which battles are going to be most important to you. Okay, I being that I've been in the kitchen for years and years, and like worked with chefs and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing that chefs do very well to teach their staff, and they just say, "Okay, here I'm going to do one." You watch me now. Go, and that and that's that teaches really well. I did that last night when we cooked dinner. I was making meatballs, and Alexander was trying to do this and that. I go, hold on, I'm gonna make one, and I just did it, and I put it down. I go now, do exactly what I did, and I walked away, and she did. Absolutely, Max, your children are really just line cooks. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Hey, life skills, man. Do you think that's because they had a uh, authority figure tell them something? Is it, y- oh, and I think in that regard, they respect that I know my way in the kitchen. Uh huh. But maybe if I would have told them, "This is how you fold the clothes and put them away," they go, "Dad, you barely know how to do that." <laughs> so maybe it's maybe. because I was in my domain yeah. that they respect. So I don't know. If that I don't know. I, I think they'd respect you with the with the folding clothes and that thing too. But what you said is so important, Max, because it's the take time for training piece yeah. that we often. You know, miss that we, we don't take the time to do that. And so let's take the time to train on how it's to be done, mm-hmm. but recognize that they are kids and kid priorities are not the same as parent priorities. 
That is yeah. a fact. We need to put that sign on our house, like in every room in the house. Kid priorities are not the same as parent priorities. And so when they unload the dishwasher and it's, you know, uh, not quite the way, like we can either encourage the job that they did do, and they're more likely to probably do a more thorough job next time if we do that, rather than fussing at the one or two cups that they left. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and do you think, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go. go, go. I would say, so we have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, and they're capable of two different sorts of things. And there is a little bit of like, when I ask Lola to do like that much more, well, you know, Pinch Charles doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of this snarkiness that comes. So how do I deal with the fact that they do, they are capable of two different things? Well, everybody contributes in different ways, and everybody has responsibilities. But if you start engaging in that conversation about, well, he doesn't do as much as I do. Well, yes, you, yes, he does. Like if you if you honor that snickering, that bickering back and forth with a comment, it's gonna it's it's gonna perpetuate it. Oh. So I would just say something like, I really appreciate the way everybody contributes in this family, and you walk out of the room, shut it down. Yes. Right. Drop the mic. It is just like you just make a comment and you're but you're not going to engage in that who gets more, you know, who gets more grapes or who who does more work or whatever it is when they're comparing each other to shut it down. I love it. Okay, let's shift gears because I feel like you've been unjustly under fire too much for the beginning of this as a helicopter parent. I am generally speaking a free range dad and I think I do an okay job of it. I am not a free-range dad when it comes to sports. Mm. Something has happened to me in the last couple of years where I'm trying. Look, I'm trying my best to project outwardly as a laissez-faire sports dad, but I don't think anyone's buying it. <laughs> I am a helicopter sports dad. So, in what way? Tell me how you're helicoptering. Well, I know that my children have developed desires to play certain sports, and I am trying like holy heck to get them up to the point where they can be competitive in them and so i take them to a lot of practices i take them to my daughter loves tennis i take her to matches my son loves basketball i am at the games and the coaches will occasionally just hear someone shouting from the bleachers instructions sort of undermining their authority at my child and i don't know how to deal with it i just it, it just comes out and when i try to suppress it I end up telling them about it afterwards, yeah. which is probably even worse, right? On the way to the car. Hey, you did great, buddy. I, I try to start with something positive. You know, you're shooting way too many three-pointers for an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to shoot that many eight three-pointers. You're the LeVar Ball of North Rutgers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're making me sweat thinking about it, but I might be. I, and I love my kids, and I think they know that I love of them. Of course they do. And they're still looking forward to going to these sporting events, but now it's at the point where they're looking at me during practice and at games yes. and waiting for me to LeVar Ball them. Do you know who LeVar Ball is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kim, do you know who LeVar Ball is? Not really. Okay. So there's this guy named Lonzo Ball who got drafted by the Lakers and his dad is the worst helicopter sports dad of all time. Oh my gosh. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sports. Yes. And so this, is, so this means nothing to me because I was the mom who went to soccer games and my kid would score and I wouldn't even see it because I was busy talking to other people. So I am like the worst sports mom ever. <laughs> or the best. But, but my husband is like, ten, okay. like times 10. Yeah, you not, times 10. Not to stereotype genders, but the dads very frequently take on this role, it seems like. Yes. Yeah, because okay. I yes. really don't care. Yeah. yeah. Because you were probably an athlete, right? And you yes. know sports and yes. all of that. So... I, I totally understand where you're coming from, um, and I will tell you because I've seen it with my own kids that they're you know they're they're almost like nervous, thinking like, well, wonder what Dad thought about that. Mm. I wonder how how he thought I did. So um, it's really hard to sort of control those tendencies in the game. But what my husband did is started going to the end of the field, like maybe farther the, away. Ba- yes. Yeah, so okay. you go to the door by the in the basketball court, so you're not you know you're not as likely to be as engaged in the play. You're still watching the game. But you are just away from the center of the action, so you're not as likely to shout out those things during the game. Because Especially in tennis when it's really quiet. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I, I don't even know tennis words because I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is how not engaged I am. <laughs> but he'll say some tennis word to Lola, like, move your feet. Or is that that's, a, that's a normal word. It just okay, means but move I know, your feet. No, what do you like, think that means? No, but like, you were, I don't know. There's things you're supposed to do in tennis. <laughs> Do you think there's also a correlation between how good of an athlete you were to how involved you are with your parent or your kids? Right. Because I'm not that good of an athlete, so I also don't care that much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think, but you you were, Penn, you were a pretty good athlete, so you have things to say. I'd be like, put 
twist the toe and the hips. <laughs> now it just sounds like I'm teaching them to dance. I know to say that's like the Macarena. <laughs> what right sport are your kids playing? I don't know. They're like kicking or punching or swinging a bat. Are they know. doing Krav Maga at such a young age? <laughs> Sexy Brazilian dance fighting. Go for the neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're six. It's time. <laughs> Wait, that was great advice. And I am never far away. I'm always close. I like yeah. to be close. And I think that's good advice. And I'm sure there's more advice. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to never have a shortage of advice. But the other thing, too, I would say is like, think about what is the end game? The end game is you want them to love sports, right? Yes. Right. Just like we want them to love school and learning and all of that stuff. So it is so hard. But the more that we're involved in it, it, it takes away the love of that sport. So I would, and, and I think part of it too is like, don't you just feel like the way kids' sports are today? Like, it's so competitive. Like, <sighs> you start out at nice YMCA baseball or soccer or whatever it is, but then you have to be in Challenge League and then you have to be in Travel, travel. Team. And it's just so uber competitive that I feel like the kids really are missing out on the joy of it. And I think the more that we sort of get involved in it, that it, it sucks the joy for, as yeah. well. Well, yes, yes, I agree. Now, I will, I will say this. My kids are very happy when it's just me and them. So if it's just me and Lola in a tennis court and we're just hitting and having fun, that has been the one thing that I feel like I've had a positive impact mm-hmm. on. And just me and Penn Charles in the driveway shooting hoops and making up our own games. Those things, I think they, they feel the tension kind of ooze yes. off of them when it comes to performance. So... I can be involved in that way, I feel like. Absolutely. And right? that's that's what I would tell you to do is just go and play that game and have fun with them. Whether it's tennis or basketball or right. whatever it is, just go do that and have fun with them. And let someone and else coach it. them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've and, taken and, myself out of the coaching rotation. I was in the coaching rotation for a while and realized that people who are super helicoptery sports dads are terrible coaches. And <laughs> don't awful. you feel like... Every, maybe every, I don't know, the parents out there really do think their kids are going to get the scholarship. Yes. Keep, go pro. And I think that. <laughs> that's I, that's I, not us. I know. I think that we need to also, re- and by we, I mean you, need to realize that's our kids are really great at a lot of things. Yeah. They will not get sports scholarships. Right. Although at some point we're going to have to have a talk with Penn Charles because he really thinks when he's people gonna be ask him, he thinks he's going to play basketball at he's Carolina eight. and then Aww. he's going to be a starter for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And he's, Very high, lofty he, expectations. That's awesome. He, he, he gets his him. height from me, so probably not. <laughs> um, no, but I think, but you're right. It, it is all about just the joy of being on a team and yes. playing sports. And well, yeah. while, while we're on this, can I talk about you watching Lola play sports? I just versus, don't engage. Versus watching Penn play sports. It's very mm. interesting. So huh. watching Penn, she is... He's jo- having a great time. Yeah, so I'm having a great time. Well, so I, I, I believe so is Lola. But I think that, and this could be going a little too deep, I think you see so much of yourself in your daughter that it is impossible for you to watch her compete. She averts her eyes, Amy. I wear sunglasses and look she, down. Oh, really? She does. Yeah. When, yeah. when there's a really tense tennis match or when there's a really close basketball game, she Kim is an excellent empath. I don't think it's difficult to glean all of that after hearing this entire litany of stories she's told this morning. But she feels everything everyone else mm-hmm. feels. So she feels Penn Charles having fun. She's having fun. She feels Lola maybe a little more tense when it comes to these things. And she really does internalize it. And she can't even watch. Yeah, I know. So do you think Lola puts pressure on herself? Yes. And you know also what it is? <laughs> I really hope she doesn't listen to this. So I think that... She won't go this far in. No, she won't go this We're far good. in. We're good. Yeah. We're good. So our son is a little bit of a natural athlete. Mm-hmm. And he has... He, he'll sit there in the middle of... The, and he's eight. So he'll start dancing in the middle of the basketball court. And it's it's genuinely fun to watch him. Um, our daughter, she's five two. She's eleven. She's she grew a lot in the last year, so she's got a bit of like this awkward Bambi mm-hmm. on ice thing happening. So sports at this point in her life, it's it's just a little awkward. <laughs> it, it, I mean, because she's growing into it. She's growing into it yeah. because you were trying so hard to be politically correct, and then you went Bambi on ice. Well, you know what I mean because she got, she grew like three inches in three months. Yeah, and so when you, yeah. I've never grown that much ever. So she yeah. she's like even walking like she did trips and stuff. So I think it's just so hard to sometimes and she try but here's the difference she tries so hard oh. and then doesn't usually come up with the win. Yeah. So it's I know she's going to be disappointed. So it's kind of 
getting her through that disappointment and i'm like oh god this is terrible and it's yeah yeah, and especially something like tennis where it's not necessarily a team sport it's her yeah out there not winning So I think, Hang I on, like she had a, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Pat. I, I was going to say, she, she played She's getting, yeah. very well this spring, and she fought through some really crazy mental challenges. I'm she sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah. So this is something we should talk about, and we may have talked about this before, but it's sort of that, like, what do you value as a family? And parents who were competitive, were competitive athletes, and tend to be competitive by nature, often value winning. I mean, just as a society, mm-hmm. we value winning. Yeah. But kids hear that message. So we want to really think about the communication being about how hard you played. All of that practice time, you know, in the backyard with your left kicker. Like, so you can tell I'm totally not a sports person. <laughs> uh, your three-point your three point shot, whatever. <laughs> All those things that you practice, like if we really focus our energy and our, on our, and our encouragement on those things, then kids start to think that that's what we value and that's what they will value. Okay. Because it doesn't matter what it is, if it's sports or academics or, you know, whatever – they're going to have situations where they try really hard and they don't get the end result they were hoping for. And so if we can just always be encouraging their hard work, their study time. You tried, their, to, you, you worked yes, so hard. You, pr- yes, you, yeah. you just feel so proud of that. Yeah. And if you win, that's great. But it's just, it's more about, that's almost an aside. So when we encourage, those are the words we should use. Even when, like academically, you, you studied so hard, yes. you worked so hard, you must be proud of yourself. Yes. And when yeah. the report card comes home, it's like, if they got an A, that's great, but you you link it to something all of that study time is really paying off the you know going the extra step to get to ask for help or go to tutoring or whatever it is that's really paying off you should feel so proud of that okay so recapping okay thank you so much i'm i I need i need to recap because this is long and i add so hard (laughs) he's so so hard no i think i got most of the important hit points and help me out here guys number one when it comes to parenting Kim needs sort of a mantra. Let it go. You've, they've done the training. They're totally capable. Time for them to fly, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. was what you said. And that was beautiful, Amy. It was beautiful. <laughs> we should have a song that goes. Yes. 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 Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it comes to schoolwork and around the house, use when, then. Mm-hmm. And also let them kind of mess up every once in a while and just walk away from it instead of... Hovering. Hovering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Sports dads, stay far away <laughs> and shut up. But keep keep the fun part there when it comes to engaging with the sport with them. Uh-huh. What else? What else? Are we, are we well, good? and I think the one we talked a little bit about this, that kid priorities are not the same as parent priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just so important for us to remember in so many, so many areas. Mm-hmm. Because... Where we get into trouble, and where, especially where we get into power struggles, is when we're trying to infuse our priorities on them. And, okay. and that's why we just have to use those other tools like when, then, and uh, encouragement, and take time for training, and all of that to help them be successful and, and accomplish the end goal that we're hoping for. Okay, Amy, um, coming up next in the podcast, we do this instant talent show, and then we answer some questions. But before we do that, I want, uh, where can people find you and all the great advice you have? Thank you for asking. So they can come to our website, which is positiveparentingsolutions.com, and there's free training. There's a tab that says free training. Or they can um, look at my books. So my first one is called If I Have to Tell You One More Time. And the second one is called The Me, Me, Me Epidemic. So lots of tools in those as well. And you can find those Amazon everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. everywhere. Amy's everywhere. Yeah. Thank you so much for your advice. Feel free to hang around for the later parts of the yeah, well, podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we do, but, have yeah. A couple of, we do have a couple of questions from uh, the audience, and two of them are excellent oh, for Amy. Perfect. Awesome. Bring it. So I would be remiss if we didn't utilize yes. her yes. skills. Please. So the first coming from Carrie S. She said, and this is kind of a fun one, uh, what is your least favorite kids program or cartoon and why? <laughs> oh. Like starting off negative, right? <laughs> They're asking us what our kids' least favorite cartoon is and what, why? I think okay. what we think is the worst program oh, for kids to watch oh, and why. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know I know your answer. What? You hate SpongeBob. <laughs> I know. I and I It's I, not a negative show. You just hate it. But not like I, it, no, I just did the voices annoy me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm I'm not a huge fan and when they say cartoon, I think I also include YouTube and other platforms. I'm not a huge fan of the of the 
the this video game watching like you're watching a video game you're oh, watching a guy play video games yeah that's huge right now it's huge it, it is and the people who do it are i'm sure they're lovely people but i'm not a fan of that and that looks kind of like a cartoon i'll turn it on i'll look at him and i'll say oh are you are you doing a cartoon and then they're watching someone yeah play a video game for hours yeah Amy probably has feedback on screen time and stuff like that too. <laughs> yeah, it's probably another show, but yeah, I agree on on that on the whole like watching other people play because they're not even engaged in doing anything. It's right. just watching other people. So I would agree on that. Yeah, Dora's voice just drives me crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah. we all were thinking it. Yeah, sorry, I just had you to say said it. No, but it's Dora's fun. got like Dora got she's got people. They're going to come and make leave a lot of just negative. Content. Diego's going to. Come after you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the other question, Peggy R asks, how to raise an introvert and an extrovert together? Uh, uh, well, we have one. We we, we have that. I feel Do you like have Amy. Both? Yeah, we have. Well, so Pin Charles is an is an extrovert, and Lola is trending a little more toward an introvert. Do you have feedback, Amy? Well, and I think most people have kind of both aspects of their personality, but one tends to be a little bit more dominant. So I think it's just really um, understanding where where your child kind of falls in that and honoring it, because the introvert will need to just, you know, decompress and re-energize in, in their own way. Um, are you all familiar with the, the book by Susan King, Quiet? Yes. That is an yeah. awesome book mm-hmm. if you have, well, you know. It's I, me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, for all parents to read, just to really understand kind of, you know, how, how, their, how their kids think and respond and feel about things and, and how we can bring out the best in our kids. Yeah. That's great. Of we'll have fall. to have Kim read that and then summarize it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically about the power of introverts. And yeah. introverts are about valuable people. The of world needs introverts. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good times. Uh, so I have another question that's just a little bit more uh, generalized. Um, this is from Christina. Now, Christina says, my longtime friend has been in a relationship for almost 10 years mm. and said that, says that she wants him to pop the question soon. When I asked her if she would break up with him if he didn't, she said no, but she would if he didn't make enough money just because she wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh. What advice do you have about two-family income uh, versus stay-at-home and Ooh. what to say to her? And also, what advice do you have for 20-year-olds that are about to start a marriage and a family? Oh, 20. <laughs> They've been together for 10 years? I, they must have met when they were 10. Okay. How much of no, that I'm, was statute? I think maybe Christina <laughs> might be young and maybe her friend's been. So, okay. okay, so several so questions there. So queuing up the mommy police up here, do you talk about stay-at-home mom versus like dual-income mom? Right. Well, let me, start, sure. let me start with just a guy's opinion on that. I was totally understanding the let's get married. Uh, it's been long enough. Let's poop or get off the pot. I had a conversation with a girl that I was dating that was similar to that. And then we broke up and it worked out great for both of us because <laughs> now we're both happily married to the person that we were meant to marry. Uh, so I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with an ultimatum after 10 years. That's me personally. I think the money thing yeah. sounds awful. Yeah. My, and, and Amy's nodding, by the way. I know parenting and is that is her jam, but you would agree. Money, yeah. Yeah, that just it feels bad. I know. And so I have to say that when Penn and I got engaged, we made no money. And for a long, 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 I mean, we still, I mean, it's, it's always a question. <laughs> so, That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, if money is a part of it, yeah, it's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I have one from Amanda H., she said, marriage tips. What do you do to have a great marriage? And what do you do on the bad days to get past it? Love you guys. Thanks for sharing the goodness in the world. Aww. Oh, thank you. Well, okay. Get through the bad days. There are, everyone has bad days. Everyone has days when you are just not communicating the way that you want to with your spouse and sometimes you say something stupid and they say something stupid back and it escalates <laughs> and i think we did that more frequently earlier in our marriage than we do now yeah probably because we did not know how to properly communicate with each other and how to read each other's cues i think i think also i learned that i just assumed he should know how i was feeling at all times and that I actually had to – sometimes I just – I'm done with my words for the day. Like, I've said enough words. I don't want to say any more words. <laughs> I'm done talking. But then I actually, when it comes to my marriage, have to actually communicate and use words. Um, You're making a good point, though. There are some days that we just shut it down. And we know we're going to be okay the next day because you're done with your words. <laughs> my not daily all, allotment of words. Not all relationships work like that. But we've been together long enough and 
we're trying as hard as we can to understand the person that we're with enough that we know how to do that. So I think the key is get to know the person that you are married to in a very intimate way as far as what is going on in their minds and understand that even though sometimes you're not right, try your best. And it's hard to not be right. I have to say that's like a very new thing for me to agree to that I wasn't right. And so when is the, so when is the last time you've had your mind changed? And so I think most of our kind of discussions are about, or and I'm using air quote discussions, like we, we work together, so it's work. Yeah. So I have to be open to have my mind changed. And that's a very hard emotion to go through is to be, not to be wrong, but to have your mind changed. And so now I feel like I'm more open to having my mind changed. When it comes to anything. Do more. Working with the kids, helping out around the house, yeah. being do there more. for, you know, g- giving them weekends away. Do more. Because especially on the guy's side, if you think you're doing the lion's share, like most of it, you're doing like half. And if you think you're doing half, you're not doing enough. Amy, you work with your husband. How does that? Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's, it's a challenge. And, and I think probably the, where you get into trouble is when you start doing that measuring, right? Like, how much mm. am I doing? How much is he right. doing? Like, everybody just do everything they can, to yep. your point, and you'll be better off. I think the other thing, too, is... Um, you know, when we have those difficult issues or, or tough times, you don't discuss them if you're like feeling in a really bad way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're if you're down, your energy is down, you're just ticked off about everything. That is not the time to have this conversation. Yeah, you kind of have to wait until everybody's like, okay, we're in a good place. We can talk about this. We can have a productive conversation. Yeah, and I actually think that we do go to bed mad sometimes. I know there's some like marriage law, like don't go to bed angry. If I'm tired, yeah, I there's no progress is going to be made. You're yeah. not going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll I'm like we can talk about it tomorrow and and in the morning inevitably it's it's always better. It's always better. Yeah. There's a time for everything and that time is not me wanting to talk to Kim about it while she's in the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. on the phone with her best friend. Oh my god, he does that all the time. <laughs> not anymore. He'll ask you got really yeah. mad last time, and well, so I don't do it anymore. I just, I, I, I'm like, I don't have a process in my brain where I can process two conversations at once. Leave me alone. Anyway, okay. I never talk to Thank her while she's on the phone now. Thank you for your questions. You can send questions to Holder Mess, M-E-S-S, podcast at gmail.com, or through Facebook or Instagram. Slide it into our DMs. Yeah. Now, time for the Instant Talent Show. Oh, we're still doing that. What's yeah. your uh, weapon of choice today? I, I could do, maybe I'll do the guitar today because I haven't done that much. Do you have some song requests, Max? Because I had some fun. Should we that explain I to Amy what we're doing here? Yeah. Okay. So, Amy, basically, one of Penn's random talents is he can play any song you give him, or most long songs you give him, um, and with with no noting notice, Twitter. and he'll even kind of change the words here. So <laughs> why? Oh, so hold on. What is? What do you? Got why are then? you doing this one? Uh, that's just for me because of all the stuff you've been talking about with Lola. You did a lot of flying references. So. What is this? What is this song? <laughs> he just showed me the lyrics of I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, Arkham. yes. I Perfect. love it. I love it. <laughs> the I don't like those keys. I'm going to translate this in my head. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I used to think that I could not go on And life was nothing but an awful song But now I know the meaning of true love I'm kneeling on the everlasting lines If I can see it, then I can do it if I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. I'm still running through that open door. I believe I can fly. Kim, do you believe they can fly? Sort of with helmets and appropriate equipment and training. She believes they can fly. That was, I, I, love it. I, I think that's an awesome. amazing acoustic song. Yeah, yeah. I know. Just came I, out I, of uplifting. There we go. I know. Let's just forget all the other things R. Kelly's done and just <laughs> love the positive <laughs> impact of this song. Okay, um, I was thinking because you said um, "Let It Go" 
like a thousand times. <laughs> oh. Let it go. Yeah. Acoustic. Got it. The sun grows with something cold <laughs> on a mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. Kingdom of isolation, <laughs> and it looks like I'm the queen. The storm is howling like a swirl and something inside. How do you know all these words, Max? Two Just girls. Heaven <laughs> knows I tried. Whoops, that's A7 tried. I mean, it's like a key change. It is. <laughs> don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know And now Let it go, let it go Can't hold it back anymore Put your headphones back on <laughs> Let it go, let it go Turn my back and slam the door I don't care what they got to say let the storm go on. Okay, well, I'm done. I'm, my, my shot. That was so that's, nicely done. That's yes. not meant for a 43-year-old baritone. <laughs> Sorry. Nice job, honey. That was, that was a great piece of advice. Amy, thank you for helping us let it go Aww, when it comes God, to helicopter so parenting. Good. Thank you, Amy McCready. Find her again at PositiveParentingSolutions.com. She also has a very active Facebook page, all that good stuff. Check out her books. And you know where to send us your comments and judgments and feedback no judgments no judgments no judgments (laughs) just love just love thanks for joining us guys until next week yeah (laughs) yeah time to fade out now Merx fade it out Merx Merx your name is spelled M-E-R-X Merx planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.